Hello again, everybody, and welcome back to The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. That's me. Our job is to bring together investors, VCs, angels, family offices, investment firms with um, entrepreneurs, founders, and startups. And uh, to that end, we have uh, the privilege of interviewing Bjorn Ekeberg. He is the Chief Commercial Officer at Red Char Recharge Health at Recharge Health. Coming to us from, uh, I think you're in Sweden, aren't you, Bjorn? I'm in Norway, so it's pretty close. No, yeah. All right, all right. Just a, that's a that's a rookie era, getting the getting the countries in Scandinavia mixed up. Um, I okay. apologize, but we're here to talk about something I can actually show you. This is the um, flex beam, charge, and um, I'm going to let you explain it, and then maybe I will. I've actually this is a rare occasion where I have personal experience with it, thanks to you sending me one. And um, I, I also want to point out that that in, uh, we do not do uh, recommendations to buy or sell or any of that here. Do your own research, make your own decisions. Um, this is merely informational, but um, I'm excited about this because it's kind of an interesting product. So tell us about first. Let's start with what this does. And and while you're doing that, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it on, um, and we'll see the red light because there is a very distinctive red light here that we're not supposed to look at for very long. So there you can see the red light. Mm -hmm. So normally I put that around my tennis elbow and I've gotten some pretty good results from that. But tell us what's really going on here in terms of you know, the, me the medical, the, um, the science, I should say. Yeah, so the strange thing you're holding is what we call a recovery device. Uh, mm -hmm. But really what, uh, what it is, is targeted red light therapy. And uh, red light therapy is something that some people have heard of, but not quite yet. It's something that has actually existed for like decades of research and science on this. And NASA developed this actually for their astronauts, this technology. And it's using infrared wavelengths of light that have been scientifically proven to stimulate a certain cellular response in the body. So uh, there's been hundreds and thousands of studies on this developed, but then athletes have caught on to it and self-professed biohackers, people who want to sort of upgrade their own physiology, they've caught on to red light therapy as like a, as a way to improve recovery and optimize health, basically. And the red light uh, is, what, is an infrared light technology? Yeah, so it's combining infrared and red light. So, you know, light is exists on the visible spectrum and infrared is just off the side of it. Uh, and there's certain wavelengths that have been shown to stimulate a certain response, a physiological response in the body. And that's what we put into this, this device. And uh, really what sets it apart from any other technology out there is that this is the first targeted and wearable device of the sort. You can go, you can buy a, you know, a lamp bulb or panel to put on your wall uh, but we founded the company on the vision that we wanted to take this technology home to people where people can actually uh, use it at home and the reason why people haven't heard of it uh, I think is because there hasn't been a product that's made it accessible it's been a very sort of either you go into a very expensive mm -hmm. sort of Olympic athlete tanning bed style thing that costs ten thousand dollars or you have a do it your home yourself at home sort of wall panel type thing where you have to undress in front of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we happened with our team to come up with the sort of first solution for how you can, you can use it anytime, anywhere.
I want to hear more about the team, but let, let's just stay with the technology for a moment. Yeah. So um, um, I, I also want to point out it it's it gets red it 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 but it does not get hot. It warms up a little bit, um, but not really so you'd notice. Um, and you're also cautioned at all times not to like stare at it. It's like an eclipse of the sun. Don't don't look at that red light for too long. It could it could affect your 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 vision. But that's a that's that's a minor thing. Um, so on a cellular level, what is happening when you use the this red light technology and uh, this product, the Flex Beam in particular? Yeah. So at the cellular level, when you use this uh, thing, the main mechanism of of treatment is really what through something called the mitochondria. And I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with this. There's a mushrooming. I've heard, I've, sort of, I've heard of the mitochondria. Uh, I am probably like almost everyone out there and not knowing exactly what it is, but it's a cellular uh, element, isn't it? A cell, It's in, within the cells, right? Yeah, it's sort of like the powerhouse of the cell. So the mitochondria are heavily involved in producing energy in the cell. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have billions of them in your body. And there is a mushrooming literature online. If you want to look up mitochondria, people talk about mitochondrial health. And this is becoming becoming a known thing because it's, mm -hmm. it's one of the biggest factors in your health state overall is how your mitochondria are doing. That is like how effective your cells are regenerating and um, healing your body. Mm -hmm. uh, so the main mechanism of red light therapy and these specific wavelengths at very specific power output of red and near infrared uh, in, in combination, they stimulate the mitochondria and the cells to basically work more efficiently so they can produce more energy. And one of the physiological effects of this that you will feel if you use it is that it increases blood flow and oxygenation wherever you put it. Uh, so uh, this has been designed to, you know, you wear it where it hurts. Uh, so in your mm -hmm. case, it's a, a tennis elbow. Well, it's actually, uh, but one it's of actually, the effects of stimulating is it's yeah. actually it hurts everywhere, uh, Bjorn. Just to be clear, <laughs> but that's the the most pressing problem at the moment. <laughs> but, I see, but and it's me, I mean, it's for, for that kind of purpose, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have lots of lots of places where I could be putting it, but I've been focused on the elbow primarily. Yeah. Interesting. And how has it been so far? Well, um, it's been helpful. Um, I've had chronic tennis elbow first in the right and then in the left it's not actually in the elbow it's actually kind of the muscle that extends from the el from the elbow mm -hmm. i would say um it's actually been been i it definitely feels better i don't have the brace on i've been had to wear a brace for quite a bit even in everyday life but i also used it and i wanted to mention right up front that i used it when i had um a groin pull um uh I I almost never get groin pulls, but I got a I got a really bad one. I don't even know how I got it, but um, it might have been playing the drums. Uh, but anyway, I had a groin pull, and I put it directly on the skin, um, and over the course of two days, the pain went completely away. Now, historically, groin pulls for me don't last. The pain doesn't last very long, but I'm 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 pretty certain that it had a very positive effect. I don't know that it can take 100% of the credit because the body does heal naturally sometimes. But if I had another groin pull, I would immediately use it again. So I guess that's my that's my test testimonial uh, for the product. And I'm going to like no. when I watch I mean, television, I, I, I wear, you know, I wear this for uh, about 10 minutes. You're not supposed to use it for that long, right? 
There are 10-minute sessions, so it's timed. It switches off. Uh, if you have a particular problem area, you can do two. I mean, analogously to how with a, a supplement or a pill, sometimes two is okay, yeah. not one. But yeah. uh, it's not with, with light. It's um, because you're producing a stimulus response. It's not that more is better. Uh, so using it for an hour or two hours is not going to make it more effective. It, in fact, it might make it much less effective because you're... What are the results that you're seeing? Now, the product's yeah. been on the market for how long and, and what are the results you're now seeing? Yeah, so, I mean, I'm really glad to hear your story and I will yeah. say it falls into thousands of users. We have, we have 6,000 users so far. Okay. Uh, and we launched with crowdfunding at the very end of 2020 and sort of operating through 2021. And... Uh, we in the last half year have switched to an e-commerce platform. Um, so uh, the product has been available for, for that period and uh, yeah, rapidly expanding along with the word of mouth. The biggest mm -hmm. obstacle that we are facing is that people haven't heard about this, the educational yeah. part of like this thing actually exists. Yeah. No? And there's science behind it. Um, what is the, what is the flex beam cost at retail in the United States and then elsewhere? I assume it's, it's a similar. Like 599. Uh, and that is 599 and not 599. Yeah. I wish I could make it for 599, but yes, well yeah. someday, but yeah. that's, that's a, that's a pretty stiff investment, right? Um, are you getting, uh, so, so let me ask it this way. What, who is the typical buyer and user? Is it an older person? Is it somebody? Who you assume has more income? Uh, generally speaking, it seems to be in the older part of the mid-range spectrum. I mean, when we launched this, we were uh, trying to speak first to early tech adopters, people interested in new technology, tended to be 35 to 55, but we saw mm -hmm. customers are in the, there's a pattern where the older they are, the more likely they are to have pain and injuries and the more likely they are to be able to afford it. So yeah, that's, um, for, sure. that's for sure true. <laughs> yeah, but it is a wide span, and we yeah. we are making quite a big inroads into sports uh, as a sports mm -hmm. device and for athletes, uh, and that's definitely a much younger kind of uh, customers. Sure. Sports and fitness and active recreation is our sort of main focus right now for the device, um, because this is a group that also tends to have more injuries and tends to take more care of their bodies, and, and uh, willing to try something out. And there's money on the line. I know LeBron James, the basketball star, uh, he uh, is said to and has said that he puts a million dollars a year into the maintenance of his body, like literally right. massage therapists, the, you know, the, the various uh, cryo chambers, you know, whatever would, would help. Now, what um, what are you hearing from professional or nearly professional athletes about uh, the Flexbeam uh, product and the, this red light technology? I mean, the ones we've introduced it to and have tried it, uh, they all really like it for their like their specific sport, like for their routine. So it integrates into their routine. At the top, top professional level, it's uh, it's hard to uh, to get them to speak on our behalf to fundraise a lot. To put it this way, but we have very encouraging early results, um, and we've had the sponsorship offerings that we've had to turn down simply because we can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, but all, like that come from be, a genuine place. So yeah, they want to be use. paid. The athletes and the teams and the leagues, they all want to be paid. They want you to yeah. write the check, but that doesn't mean they're not using it. Uh, we're talking yeah. to Bjorn Ekberg. Um, he is with uh, Red, uh, pardon me, Recharge Health. The product is the Flex Beam. It's a, a red light technology, infrared light as well. 
um, that you put on a, and you put directly on the skin, right? You put directly on the skin. Um, yep. Three different settings uh, for depth of muscle penetration, I guess you would say. I've been using it. I've had, I would say, definitely good results. I'm going to keep using it. So that's kind of, that's the, the test. Um, but let's talk, uh, Bjorn, if we could, about, about you and your team. Uh, yeah. you, you are uh, a writer who has had a, um, a movie on Netflix, right? So that makes you a storyteller close to my heart. Um, how did you get, what was your path to this company? And then we'll talk about your other, your other uh, founders and, and team members. I mean, this is really uh, an opportunity that came in from the sideline that I didn't seek. It sort of found me. Uh, I've been working as a screenwriter and writing drama series and and, and films in uh, Norway and for the Scandinavian uh, industry for a while. And this is really an old friend of mine and an acquaintance that basically came to me. They had happened upon something new. And uh, it's an old friend who is an entrepreneur and he started many companies before. And he's always, you know, danced around, uh, maybe we should work together or something. Uh, yeah. And in this case, I could just tell it was different. And when I got to meet the rest of the team and I saw the product they had, uh, the kind of technology that they had, and this whole story that we started talking about that, why haven't I heard about this? Like, why haven't I heard about there being something that you could do instead of, you know, painkillers or something else that might actually be a really effective way uh, and that's when I realized that this is the storytelling opportunity of a lifetime and it's not fictional. It is literally <laughs> just documenting like what happens to people and, uh, yeah. what it can do for them. Yeah, so I've kind of had a career shift, um, as a, as a consequence of this opportunity. Mm. And it's about three years ago. Yeah. So we've been, it's been a rocket ship, uh, that we already have the first product and we launched and we're selling and we're sort of self-sustaining on. Mm -hmm. on sales alone uh and now we're looking to take this to a wider wider market and this is why we're also looking for uh like the right investor to take us to the next level okay we'll, we'll get to the investment in yep. just a second but tell me about the rest of the team you're the chief commercial officer who else is uh who else is guiding the ship yeah so the uh inventor of uh of flexbeam his name is Arjen Helder. he is a dutch electronics engineer and he initially designed this because he he wanted to help his wife with a health problem. Like she had some sort of liver issues. She was only prescribed painkillers. Mm. And he went online and he saw, he came across this sort of red light therapy, NASA papers. And being one of the very few people in the world who like makes these kinds of things for a living, he just ordered the parts and said, I can make one myself. And that's when he realized through trying it on his wife and then the mm. neighbors found out and then he brought his friend Christian, my old friend, who's the former CEO. He's the founder and and chairman of the company. What is his uh, What is his full name? Christian Bodiman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he uh, like basically came on board to realize this is like this is a huge thing. We could see the kind of results in patients trying it on in the first place, and they specialize in supply chain logistics getting things produced in asia so the operational base oh. of the company is in thailand and not in norway so that's where we make all the products uh and finally the the key part of our founding team is dr zulia frost who is uh has 20 30 years experience sort of bridging she is a western trained doctor who has mm -hmm. full holistic understanding of also tra traditional chinese medicine 
energy therapies. So she's been working with laser light neurostimulation technology for decades on patients. She's had thousands of patients that she's been treating with this kind of technology before. And she had a dream to make this, like to break that sound barrier as well and tell people that it's like, there's actually something you can do for yourself at home. Uh, so with us four, uh, the four pillars of the, the founding team is when we set out to, uh, to try to, this is why we call ourselves Recharge Health, is literally to, or to our mission, I should say, to help recharge people's health, that there is this technology that exists and we want to make it accessible for people to use. Yes. And um, to um, heal and recover better. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's uh, $599 for the flex beam. I'll hold it up one more time. Um, but let me ask you, so, so you've got a strong team. What strikes me as a strong team, uh, certainly a balanced team and you've got 6,000 users. Let, let's walk through the money a little bit. In 2020, you did a crowdfunding. Where did you do that and how much money did you raise? Yeah, we did an Indiegogo campaign in October 2020. And in the first crowdfunding window, we raised almost a million dollars. And then we extended wow. on their platform. Uh, it's called In Demand. And we stayed there until last summer. So we raised $1.8 million on the, on the Indiegogo. Wow. If you don't mind, uh, I want And to, then we I switched want, to crowdfunding. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to drill down on that just a little bit. So... Um, when and when a um, Indiegogo user in, invested in your company, um, what what did they get? Did they get shares? How did that work? How does that work? Yeah, sorry. So this is a crowdfunding for the product. So they sold. They were backing us by buying the product. And in I most see. cases, people bought. They got a special discount for waiting because we hadn't made the product yet. They ordered it, so they pre-ordered basically. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a small batch that we had made that we sold as a ready-to-ship device, uh, which sold out immediately whenever we had them. And then most of the orders were pre-orders. So, uh, so we were buying, they were buying the FlexBeam? They were buying FlexBeam. That's what we launched yeah. with. Yeah. Uh, and, so um, we didn't crowdfund for investors. Okay. And so after mm -hmm. the $1.8 million, what, are the, what, were the what have the next steps been? That was in 2020. It started in 2020. What about... Yeah. So we raised, uh, we raised over a million dollars in the same period from angel and seed investors uh, and uh, started an e from last summer. Uh, so with that now, we've sold an additional 1,500 devices since Q3 last year. And okay. uh, we have a sales curve now that it's like it's it's rising. So we're on course to uh, sell for at least four million dollars this year. Is the goal of Flex Beans in revenue? Four million dollars yep. worth of Flex Beans. And um, do you have additional products coming? Is it a is it a one product company, or is is there other other ways you can deploy this red? Yeah, no, we we have a pipeline of products, and and this is why we're now looking to also to expand. Our funnel and put some of the uh, some of the investor capital that we're raising in the next round will go to basically R and D of the next products we have developed conceptually and we have the hardware part really figured out because that's mm -hmm. one of our strengths and we're really looking to uh, expand on the software digital integration side to create a user experience for people that really fits the times we live in as Flexbeam as you have right now it's a very uh, very easy to use analog product. Yeah. So, so does that mean that you that you might be able to use your devices to extract data from users and and you know process the data somehow, present the data? 
there is meaningful data to be had with this. Uh, like you, there are sensors we can place in an upgraded version of this, uh, and also that it can integrate with uh, other health tracking data you have. I mean, we see increasingly the consumer marketplace is going toward whether you have a you know an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or an Aura Ring like I have. It's just uh, the gathering of health data is becoming uh, like it's more than just a marginal trend. It's becoming mainstream. And so I think a user expectation is to be able to uh, to use a device like this and have it speak to it, so so to speak. Um, uh, but I the notable thing, I mean, about health, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I just wanted to say that, I mean, most of these health technologies in the health tech space is dominated by technologies that measure the body, like can provide metrics and data, right? So the part of health tech that we are moving into is like this is health technology that actually can affect the body that can start improving physiological processes uh, so then the measurement becomes a sort of a secondary secondary thing an add-on component that can add value to to users can you give me some sense of what it would be measuring would it be measuring cellular activity would it be producing data about the mitochondria how would that work yeah, the mitochondria would be hard to measure because it's so yeah. uh, it's so minute. Yeah. Uh, oxygenation in the blood, uh, how HRV is affected, mm -hmm. uh, are two kinds of metrics. Uh, we can also measure heat. Like you can actually you can see the results in the tissue. Like if you have a camera, like a thermal camera, use it on your arm before and after. Mm -hmm. You will actually be able to trace some of the physiological changes that are happening inside. So these are some of the kinds of measurement technologies that we're looking into combining uh, to give users a more complete experience of what actually happens when you treat yourself with infrared light. And I am told um, by, by people who know about this that the, um, you know, the, the consumer data element is really compelling for investors, that 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 whether it started with Fitbit or not, it's it's a bit of a holy grail to have that, you know, really personalized data on people. So that may, who knows, that could be the tail that wags a dog, you never know. Um, but let's talk about um, what your current round looks like. What are you trying to raise now and um, and how big is the round and, and, and we'll get into valuation and things like that. Yeah, so uh, we are looking now for pre-Series A round in the Norwegian company. Uh, that's going to take us to a Series A where we expect to have the complete um, prototype for the next product and so on. So the current round, we are looking for $1.4 million. It's about 12 million kroner in Norwegian. Um, and uh, so it's a relatively small round, uh, but that is to really build the runway for us to come and present this um, at a much higher valuation at a bigger uh, a bigger stage basically for a series a so with 6000 people buying the product you must have a plethora of um, qualitative feedback maybe quantitative yeah. too on but what are what are people telling you what are you hearing what's the message from users i mean it's overwhelmingly encouraging and positive so we are like i find myself often trying to sift through data just like i want to know about the the silent part about the people who don't speak, but overall our surveys show that it's about 70% of users highly recommended to other, like are likely to recommend it to other people. Uh, and so we know that there's a baseline, like that it, there is a word of mouth factor in with the device itself, which was an important, important reason to get started with it, uh, is to believe that people, like most people 
will feel the effect when they use it and they will validate that it actually is is working so that's what we i mean that's most of what we hear in some some cases it's there are exceptional stories um because this device can make a difference in someone's life for a pathway and in other cases uh, for people who are more uh like fit or don't have any particular health challenges it's a more of a wellness it's like a routine thing that they love having a meditation session with it people go to sleep with it yeah like it also helps to to trigger sleep yeah so there's a whole spectrum that seem to be uh in charge of marketing for this because there are so many different applications actually right? people tell us different mind. stories yeah. That was what I was going to ask is how do you market this? Because number one, it's an, un, it's a, let's, I, I think we have to call it an unknown technology for the most part. Yeah. Largely um, speaking, it is. It's, I would say in practice, having used it, it's very benign. It, it does shut off after 10 minutes. Um, you don't, you know, the, the, the device itself can, you know, it can feel a little on an elbow, which is a smaller body part, you know, it sort of covers the whole elbow. Um, but I would think that you're very going to be very reliant on for what we used to call word of mouth. Yeah, and it's really user testimonials is what we're also gathering. We have about 100 individual video interview testimonials at this point in a yeah. growing library. And we have several hundred sort of written testimonials and user reviews. Yeah. So this is a this is a we have a trust pilot page now that is like people, you know, that is a verified user reviews in which we're almost 5 out of 5 uh and so we see that the users are uh, the key to also to the brand. Like they are the stories of transformation that we want to show. Uh, so, I mean, ideally, that is how basically this becomes known. Uh, any marketing campaign we do will be just be a driver for a certain kind of attention. Uh, but really, it's the, the people in their stories. Uh, and in the case of athletes, for example, their word of mouth to other athletes, uh, trainers, sports doctors, uh, we have some... Like really strong sports doctors, especially in the UK and in Norway, have like really done trials with this and recommending it to their clubs. So we see this as like um, the word of mouth and the credibility of who speaks for it is going to be the, it's the main vehicle to get the message out. So what you're saying, Norway is going to keep beating the United States and everyone else in cross-country skiing and uh, Nordic sports. That's why they call them Nordic sports, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, we kind of cleaned up the Winter Olympics, but that's yes. a, it's an unfair advantage too. Yes, it is. It is. It's not yeah. fair. You're beating up on us, us little countries like the United States, China, and Russia. So, um, I guess the the um, the final question is that I have about this is, how big is this market? I mean, you could make the argument like I don't know how many ace bandages uh, you're familiar with ace bandages right they you know they're kind of the classic wrap around if you have an injury mm -hmm. i don't know how many of those are sold but i'm guessing like it's a lot <laughs> and um uh even these um uh, for example the elbow brace that i bought at the local drugstore for mm -hmm. my elbow um was out of stock pretty much for months and months and months they couldn't keep it in stock so there's obviously an aging population that's going to have a greater need for this kind of thing. And, um, and also it's like, uh, it, it's really a global product, isn't it? It can be used all over the world. So how, what's the potential of this? How big could red light technology get? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question, uh, Michael, that we've also been grappling with trying to position this because the category for the product doesn't really yet exist, right? And the sector doesn't really exist. So if you look at light therapy as a, because there's tons of different kinds of devices that use light, uh, that's about a $1 billion market. Hmm. But already, if you look, already, oh, right now. That's already a glo global market, $1 billion, and that's hmm. rising steadily by all the normal forecasts. But when you look at wearable, like the whole position of wearable medical devices, for example, that's like $25 billion and growing super fast. Sports technology is over a $20 billion market, mm -hmm. right? And this is the key to like our positioning now with recovery. And that's really where we have ended on all these applications, the message that we want to tell and how we want to position this device is as a recovery device, right? Mm. So like this, so sports crossing into medical sector, that's, that's really the key place we want to we want to play. Uh, but if you look at it from the perspective of pain and as a pain solution for people, uh, painkiller market alone is twenty six billion dollars annually, right? So just a non pharmaceutical solution within that space. Uh, you add all these bits up, and of course, we're not the global solution for everything one stop shop. Uh, but the market is huge, and I think the most important thing we're seeing. Is that the there is a there is a space that's shifting in health and wellness and how people think about their own health, mm. and this is really like it started already when I joined just the early days of the company. But I think during the pandemic and the move toward online shopping, it has accelerated. Uh, mm -hmm. Is people tend to find their own solutions? Like you know, doctors are more like prescribers of pills and are no longer the trusted advisors on health. People find their own solutions, um, you know, online, they do more research and uh, there's a whole strategy around health that's turning away from, let's say, about being about sickness and illness toward what can I do to take positive steps toward my own health. And that's the conversation that mm -hmm. uh, we as a brand and with this product that we uh, want to encourage and be part of. So health optimization is a way to describe it. Well, Bjorn uh, Ekeberg, he's the chief commercial officer at Recharge Health based in Norway. You're a heck of a storyteller and you have to tell everybody what your what your movie, what your script uh, that was produced. What's the name of it? It's Borderline on Netflix, right? Yeah, it was a series called Borderliner on Netflix. Uh, and I also was privileged enough to be part of making a show called The which is uh, in smaller streaming services, but uh, what's like the one of the top rated shows by New York Times and BBC, like a few many years ago and has spawned a remake. That um, was fun, but yeah. yeah, this story this story is more real and more dear to my heart, I have to say. Okay, well, it's <laughs> funny because I'm thinking, you know, girl with a dragon tattoo and um, yeah. you don't really strike me as the typically brooding um, Scandinavian uh, mystery writer, <laughs> but, but I guess that's, a, uh, thank you. that's actually a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Cause I, I, I really like that stuff. I look forward to seeing that on uh, Netflix and I want to thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Um, particularly for your patience in, in getting all of this to work. And, uh, I hope you will get back to us when you complete that, uh, pre a Norway round and, and just keep us posted on your progress. We really appreciate that. No, excellent. And if any listeners or viewers are interested, then please reach out via you. I'd be happy yeah. to get in contact with anyone that, that thinks, because it's really, we are looking to do around in Norway, but uh, the interest for this is also in the U.S. and U.S. So, is our biggest market. 
two two questions. One is where yeah. what's the best place for people to reach you, and then what's the best place to buy this? Uh, you can go to buy the product is at recharge.health. That is our web shop, okay. Recharge Health with a dot in between. And I'm Bjorn at recharge.health. So just reach okay. out to me and I'll be happy to take the conversation from there. Bjorn, B-J-O-R-N at uh, recharge.health. That's right. That right. Okay. So we hope, we hope uh, people will try it and um, we'd love your reaction if you do. And want to thank you again, Bjorn uh, Eckeberg, for being with us today on The Accelerator. Thanks so much. Thanks for the opportunity, Michael. Cheers. Always, always a pleasure.